The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Growing up, nobody wanted to play goal. I thought the equipment looked cool. I watched Grant play. He wasn't very good. I said, I'm not drafting this guy. I don't block shots. I'm at the rank, it was my sanctuary. He was never black to us. Once I'm on the ice, I control everything that I do. Listen, I've said it before, he's the greatest goalie ever lived. You don't win Stanley Cups without having a good goalie. We were lucky to have Grant to lead us out of that dressing room goalies ever and then one of the hardest guys to score 308 on the 630 Chet Afternoon News. That was a snippet of the trailer for Making Coco, the Grant Fuhrer story. It will premiere in Edmonton October 17th at Rogers Place. Yeah, uh, Making Coco dives into the highs and lows of the legendary goaltender's life. That legend Grant Fuhrer joins us on the phone now. Hey Grant. How are you guys doing? We're doing fabulous. Listen, I read your book uh, years ago, and I kind of thought perhaps on the last chapter you put a period at the end of it. It was a very honest and open story, and I commend you on that. So did you think the same thing when somebody <laughs> called you up and said, well, we want to do a, a biography movie now? Uh, it took a little more thought, but at the same time, it sounded interesting, and knowing Donnie Metz a little bit and seeing some of Adam's work made it a lot easier to do. Were you um, were you worried at all? Did you have to um, sit down? Was there big conversations before you did this about what you would talk about, what you wouldn't talk about, or was it all on the table, Grant? No, it's all on the table. I think that's the fun of life is sometimes you just <laughs> have to leave it all on the table. So, <laughs> I mean... I managed to survive the life the first time, so it's a lot easier the second. <laughs> you read it all in the book. Now you get yeah, to see exactly. it on the big screen. Do you know it's funny? I listened to the trailer and I saw uh, some excerpts of the movie, and I know there's some references in there, as there was in the trailer we just played, uh, about uh, you being black. And this is going to sound stupidly naive. It didn't really dawn on me that that was something that was unusual. At the time that you played for the Oilers, was that not something that was happening throughout the league anyway? No, something that never happened in Canada. I mean, wow. That was, that was the great part of growing up in Canada is you were a player first and foremost, and that's all anybody cared about. So that's the fun of it all. So it wasn't, it, it was never, uh, they never, it was never a thing on the team. Did it ever become in the league or with, um, with any of the fans, Grant? Did you ever, ever have to deal with, um, you know, racism of any sort when you were playing? You get the odd comment, but it was nothing really serious. I mean, I think that's the fun part of hockey is the fans are pretty good that way. So we never really had to worry about it. I mean, after the suspension, when I was down in some of the minor league teams, or some of the cities were a little bit tougher. Yeah. Mm. But at the same time, it was fine. Do you know, I, I, I've got a... I've got a question that's sort of burning in my mind now as a result of the lead-up to this conversation because we got talking off the top of the show, you know, just telling our listeners who's on the show today, and Grant Fuhrer, of course, is going to join us at this time. And then the conversation sort of turned to 
you know, different people running into different Oilers of that era over yeah. the years. And some funny stories, you know, some beers bought, some stories told, some autographs signed, that kind of thing. And I said, you know, because I'm an old guy, that the Oilers were far more accessible back then. You seem to run into them. You know, if you went to Barry T's or, you know, some of them were comedy fans, you run into that way. Do you find now, I mean, what's the difference between the Oilers or the NHL players of that era and the NHL players of this era? Oh, I think the biggest difference is we hid in plain sight. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Glenn was always about you had to be a part of the community. You had to get along with everybody in the community. So our team was a lot, a good part of the community. We went out, we socialized with the community. You'd have a beer or two with them. And I think people appreciated that. Oh, very much so. I mean, Glenn, if you, or Grant, if you could have uh, see our text line this afternoon, the stories that are coming in. Yeah. Oh, you know, I probably I don't have to tell you that, but <laughs> you know, because you you would get it every time someone bumps into you. Um, but so when you sit down to 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 make this, first off, how long did it take? Uh, we probably worked on it for about a year and a half. About a year and, and a half. Doing different interviews in different places, visiting some of the different cities I played in. And so, what, what was what was that like for you going back to those places and maybe reliving some of those those memories, those highs and those lows? It was fun. I mean, I I enjoyed my career the whole time. So I think that's the biggest thing is I had a lot of fun doing it. And at the same time, you make a lot of friends in those cities. You have a lot of appreciation for the people in those cities. So it was fun to go back to them. You know, I have to ask you, uh, I became a fan of the Oilers. I was a Calgarian, and of course I was a Flames fan. And and you might remember this better than I, and or perhaps you don't remember it at all, but the Oilers knocked off the Flames, I, I guess that would have been when it was the Smythe division, and uh, so it was playoff time. And they knocked them off uh, with, I think Wayne Gretzky scored the winning goal, and it was kind of one of those freaky puck bounces off the boards onto the stick of Wayne Gretzky, Mm. and he's got a breakaway. And he was up against Mike, what's that? About 88? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Remember right? Right, and it was Mike Vernon who was in that. And I'll tell you why I became an Oiler fan, because I'm a, I'm a bit of an ass myself. And I saw you interviewed after the uh, game, and of course I was disappointed. I, I'm a Flames fan. But you gave the best answer to a question. I don't know if you remembered or intended to do it, and I don't know if there was a rivalry between you and Vernon, or you just didn't like being compared to Vernon. But whoever it was asked you to describe that goal from your perspective as a goalie, and you said something along the lines of, well, I can imagine what went through Mike Vernon's mind. I mean, there's the best player in the world uh, on the ice, gets the puck on a breakaway, and there you are, a very average goalie, or something like that. I, I almost fell out of my chair. Yeah, probably something silly that I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. I mean, do you think back to those? Are, are there still moments uh, in time that you just think back to like they were yesterday and, and ever feel like you'd love to relive that one moment? Well, that was the fun of doing the movies. I got a chance to relive some of it. And Vernie and I are good friends, so it's probably something I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was a a fun era to play in. Yeah, Yeah. without a doubt. Um, So this uh, this film, it uh, premiered in in Toronto and the Calgary International Film Festival. Um, Do you know, were were you at either of them? Did Did you see how it was received? Have you heard, Grant? Actually, I was at both. Oh, you were at both. Okay, so tell us about them. Yeah, we... It was a lot of fun. I mean, Toronto is a little nervous. You don't know how it's going to be received. You're not sure how everybody sees it. But I was really pleasantly surprised. It was well-received. It got great reviews. 
And the same thing with Calgary. I mean, we sold out two shows in Calgary. Wow. So it's, it's been received very well. And it makes it a lot more fun. It makes it a lot more worth doing. You know, now that you've uh, seen it yourself, I'm sure several times, <laughs> is there anything you I'm look at before. and go, yeah, <laughs> is there anything you look at and think, ah, I wish we hadn't have done that, or I wish we had have included that? No, I mean, it's a... Oh, Grant, are you still there? Hi, Grant. No, he's still on the line. I think he might have hit a... Hey, Grant. Okay, I'm just going to put him on hold here for a second. Yeah. I think he might have hit a dead zone wherever he was on mm-hmm. the cell phone coverage because it didn't hang up. If the weather were better, I would guess on the 8th. Yeah, tea. exactly. He might be. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Grant, are you there? No, hold on. No, oh. that uh, that's just our off oh, okay. check-in. So. Right on. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll get There's Grant back there? on the line again. No, it's it's okay yeah. here. It's all right. Thanks to Grant Fear yeah, for joining absolutely. us this afternoon. Well, what we wanted, what we do want to tell you is this is really cool. So uh, tickets, you can you can catch this. You can go and watch this at Rogers Place. What they're going to do is they're going to um, do a configuration in the bowl at Rogers Place. It's going to provide you what they're calling an intimate viewing experience, as mm-hmm. they've never get uh, as they get a never before seen exclusive look into the Oilers dynasty of uh, of the eighties. Then there's going to be like a what do they call a hot stove afterwards. Yep, yep. So some special guests showing up. They'll be doing Q&A uh, with them. Tickets for this, $20. Uh, will go on sale yesterday, October mm-hmm. 4th. Yesterday it went uh, on sale. And you can catch it all or you can go through our rogersplace.com. Oh, Oh, hey, Grant. <laughs> yeah, I'm back again. <laughs> There's a go. Hit a, hit a dead zone there, I think. I was just telling everybody about uh, how it's going to shake down at the the the, uh, the premiere here in in, uh, in Edmonton at Rogers Place, October 17th. Uh, give us an idea. So it's going to, we're, they're going to see it, and then there's going to be a Q&A with some of your old pals by the sound of it? There is. A few of the guys are coming in, so we're going to sit and do a Q&A afterwards and have some fun with it. Does that, everybody enjoys it. Obviously, this never gets old because it's uh, we we have seen you know you guys coming together uh, numerous times, especially over the past ten years or so. Uh, it just must be a boatload of fun to be a fly on the wall after <laughs> afterwards at somebody's house or at some uh, restaurant or bar. It must be a great time. It is. It's fun to see the old guys get together, tell some stories that we'd forgotten about once in a while, and just <laughs> basically enjoy each other's company again. Uh, you know, I have to ask, Grant, just again, out of pure curiosity, I'm sure you follow the Oilers, of course, and, uh, you know, their playoff run a couple of years ago, their disappointing season last year. Do you Are you able to watch a game, whether it's the Oilers or anyone else, and not critique the goalie? I try not to. I, mean, <laughs> I enjoy it as a fan. Yeah. So, I mean, you can see different things, but at the same time, I'm a fan now, and I kind of stick to the role as a fan. And how, in your mind, how is that position change or has it changed is it the speed of the game that's changing yeah yeah how i think it's going back to being a bit more of a hybrid we've got to be a little more mobile i think for a while it was just angles and all you did was basically cut the angle off and you butterflied now you're gonna have to be gonna be a little more mobile now because there's no more hooking and holding so guys are going to move the puck around a little bit more so you've got to adapt to that do you know, it's funny for anyone, and you've seen it firsthand, but I, you know, on one occasion I've had front row, uh, like, you know, first mm-hmm. row seats to an NHL game. I've watched it all my life. I had no idea how fast it is. I don't know how the <laughs> hell, <laughs> you know, without the replay, I didn't see the puck, so I don't know how the hell the goalies are doing it. Oh, uh, you get used to it. <laughs> I mean, 
it, it takes a little adjustment at first, but once you get comfortable with it, you can tell a lot of times, even if you can't see it, by the way guys move as to where the puck's going. Huh. Guys don't want to get hit. They don't want to get hit with it, so it's usually coming down the way of the way they're moving. <laughs> nice. Well, Grant, we look forward to uh, sitting down and watching this on October 17th. Congratulations on it, and uh, I'm sure it's going to get uh, an even better reception than it did in, in Calgary and Toronto. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much. And- Hope to see you guys there. You awesome. Betcha. There you go. There's Oilers uh, legend Grant Fuhr joining us this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, making Coco. The Grant Fuhr story will premiere in Edmonton on October 17th. Tickets went on sale yesterday. Uh, you can get them through rogersplace.com. $20. Sounds like it's going to be a great night uh, for any Oilers fan. You betcha. That's there. a good price. Thanks to Grant Fuhr for joining us. (laughs) That was different. (laughs) (laughs) On this Feel Good Friday that we've dubbed this. uh, Remember to turn your microphone on. Feel Good Friday. Um, Yeah. Making Coco premiering October 17th. Jed is on the phone. Hey, Jed. Hey, guy. What's going on? I had a a condo in uh, Victoria. I was on the third floor. My parents were on the second floor. And there's a girl on the first floor who got to be pretty friendly with my mom and dad who were elderly and um so my mom says to me one day oh you gotta meet jennifer and i go jennifer yeah the girl down in 110 <laughs> so I, I go walking downstairs with my mom and who's standing at the door with jennifer mike Vernon and grand fear <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was mike it was mike's uh, i guess his wife now uh we were living over by you victor it was just uh sort of blew me away and I knew Mike because in, in the 80s I lived in Calgary and I knew Alan Murray and uh, Bearcat Murray and Alan Murray was the trainer of the Calgary Wranglers when Mike was playing for the Wranglers uh-huh. I got and he just said Jed what are you doing here I said well I live on the third floor and uh, behind him he didn't say a word but there was Grant Ooh, <laughs> just, uh, unreal that was uh, late 90s yeah Wow. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> but yeah, good stories you guys are having. Yeah, yeah. It's been a good afternoon, Jed. Thanks for giving yeah. us a shout. Yeah, Have a great weekend. You okay. too. Thank you. <laughs> you know, he just reminded me of something funny. Do you remember the other day I was saying that after a show in Calgary, I ran into the guy who got me into comedy, yeah. right? And I learned a lot from him over the years. But one of the things, I, both good and bad, in terms of watching him and knowing that yep. didn't work or that did work, right? But he was MC in a show one time, and... Uh, <laughs> and Bobcat Goldthwaite mm. was coming the next weekend. And it, the manager of the club was saying to him, okay, so don't, don't forget to promote Bobcat Goldthwaite okay. is coming next weekend. It's really important. It's a concert series. Tickets are this much, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the manager goes, are you writing any of this down? And he goes, I don't need to write any of it down. I have a steel trap for a mind. And he was like, yeah, I would prefer you wrote it down. And he's like, I got it. And they're like, all right. So at the end of the show, he goes, hey, very special announcement. Coming up next weekend, uh, Bobcat Murray is going to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Tickets are $50 each. It's almost sold out. And the manager just did a face palm beside me. And the comic on the other side of me went, isn't that the trainer for the flame? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. Very close, Bobcat. Amateur night. (laughs) And now we know why he quit comedy. This text just came in and said, Grant is the very definition uh, very definition of cool and collected. The guy could fall into a pit of fire and simply stand up and say, ouch. I know. 
It's. I really recommend seeing this uh, movie. I've seen excerpts of it. Yeah. I, I am drawn in. Yeah, the trailer alone was like, this sounds... Pretty yeah. cool. It, it's really cool. Like when you hear quotes like, I saw him, I wasn't going to draft yeah, him. You know, yeah. He faced well, a great deal of adversity getting into the league and then excelled all the way to the Hall of Fame, right? I've interviewed Glenn Sather, eh? Like I've interviewed that guy. Yeah. And he scared me. <laughs> he scared me. And I've had to call him and he scared me. I butt dialed Glenn Sather once in his office yeah. in the States. <laughs> like all I can hear is I'm walking my dog into Williger, and all I can hear is hello, oh, hello, yeah. like ah! <laughs> hang up. I was like, oh my gosh, like, Glenn Sather scares me. Hey, listen, you guys, you guys, you listeners, you gals and guys, help me out with this. We're gonna take a break for uh, news as we do at this time every day. Um, but I'm trying to remember. Was it Grant Fear? Do you remember when Smith put the puck in his own net? Was it Grant Fear that was the recipient of that? Was he? Mm. I think it might have been. Oh, and it was a really huge... Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. again, playoffs. Yeah. And, yeah. That ended up, I believe, being the winning goal. Yeah. Yeah. 6.30, let yeah, us know. Let when us we know. come back, social media gone right. Social <laughs> media that feels good. A great story after this. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.